Aunt Kelly Anakin. And I am Molly of Mitchell Sanchez. We're here to take birth control and talk about The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> we are all out of birth control. Thanks, Trump. This is read all over your handy Handmaid's Tale recap. Blessed be the fruit. Oof. And there's fewer and fewer fruit lately, girl. This is the penultimate episode. It is the penultimate episode. Oof. And every time it's the penultimate episode, I get so excited because it's the only time I get to use the word penultimate in my daily life. <laughs> It's a, a joyous day. That's the biggest blessing here. So this is episode nine, The Bridge. Yep. And the biggest surprise to me in this episode, it's not praise be, it's praised be, apparently. What? Yeah. Why are you saying that? Because you see it written out at the end. It's praised, P-R-A-I-S-E-D-B. I think you should rewatch that because I don't think that's true. I think it is true. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's true. Okay. <laughs> now I recorded this. We could solve that in like two seconds. Okay, let's solve it in two seconds because okay. now I'm really curious. Okay. We just checked. <laughs> All right, I stand corrected. I was correct. I it's praised be, which is weird. It seems weird to me because I'm pretty sure in the book they say praise be. I Unless think, Moira's being funny. I think Moira's being funny, but also I owe you an orange for doubting you. So. Okay, thank you very I think, much. I think- and some chocolate. <laughs> And your firstborn. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All valid forms of currency in Gilead. <laughs> so I think Moore is using that there. Just she's writing it fast, maybe. I don't know. I think in most cases, it, it her is penmanship was excellent. I don't think she was dashing that off. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this is episode nine, The Bridge. And so I have a lot of thoughts about this other than the obvious um, interpretation of this, which is a big part of the action takes part on a bridge. Mm-hmm. But the bridge is also like one of the last big parts of the song before the end of a song. It's also the name of Ace of Bass's second studio album. Oh, and it's a name of, of my favorite kind of candy from uh, Seas, which is the bridge mix. Oh, how do you think that relates? I see a lot of bridge mix getting consumed in Gilead. <laughs> Wrong. There's just lots of nuts. Anyway, <laughs> uh, sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. And other times you feel like taking a baby and jumping right off of a bridge. Oof. Yikes. Oof. Oof. This episode, so you liked this more than Jezebel's. Yeah. And I like Jezebel's more than this one. I like this one better because I don't care about men talking. <laughs> <laughs> and this one has fewer men talking than the previous Look, episode. Look, I recognize that it's off brand <laughs> that I enjoyed the episode with a man's backstory, but I'm leaning into it. But enjoyed is a hard term to use for any of these episodes because I was also deeply disturbed and now need a bubble bath to calm myself down. That is true. And a puppy and a cupcake. So we have... I would kill for a puppy. We put in a Postmates order. Oh my God. Why is there not like a bring you a puppy service yet? Well, there was for a little while. Uber, after they got in trouble for putting a blind man's service dog in the trunk, the very next day they're like, Uber puppies, one day puppy delivery will deliver a puppy to their office. It's like, nice try, the devil. (laughs) Anyway. Wow. So Wow. Capitalism truly is evil. It's uh, Uber is such a Disney villain of a company. I just Uber makes it to Gilead. You know which? Wh- yeah, all the cars are black. Um, <laughs> Hashtag chariots. Hashtag delete chariots. <laughs> which which Disney villain do you think Uber is? Jafar. I've thought about it. Uber's Jafar. So <laughs> previously on Handmaid's Tale, just a bunch of screaming. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I, I view every previously on. So, and actually, I'll be, I've been thinking about this. Hmm. So, I guess this technically counts as like a red all over again. Sure. 
but I was talking with some friends about the show and what do you what are your feelings on people on women who are like I just can't watch it and what do you feel about men who are like oh I just haven't gotten around to it yet for women who can't watch it I understand because I think now is a really depressing time to be a woman in certain aspects and so and also this show makes me sad it, it does we were talking it's a bummer show yeah we we're talking there, even even the winds you're like wow but they're still exactly okay so I genuinely don't blame any woman for not watching this show especially because it can be triggering in terms of I mean there's rape almost every episode mm-hmm. there's like I said this is one of the most violent shows I've ever seen certainly the most violent show aimed at women so I don't begrudge women not watching this show for men who don't watch this show I just think that there's so much to be gained from a dude watching this show in terms of what women are afraid of uh, and what men should be conscious of that I would my wish would be that men would watch this show. And just because it's probably the first time they've ever seen a show that's so devoid of the male gaze. Uh, Yeah, unless they've also been watching I Love Dick on Amazon, which apparently is also very devoid of the male gaze. Or Harlots. Or Sense8 apparently as well. So anyway, (laughs) lots of non-male gazy shows out there. Good job, TV. My attitude toward guys who are like, I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I'm like, I watch all your shit. Okay. So like get on your knees, eat my puss and then watch the handmaid's tale. Don't do them both at once. They're not going to work. It's not going to (laughs) work. You would just be listening to the handmaid's tale. Although you'd probably be able to hear pretty clearly because I doubt you're that talented. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I think you're right. I think if you consider yourself to be a male ally, watch this show and uh, think about it. And like, from a purely economic perspective, the only issue that I have with women who don't want to watch it, I'm like, oh, but like the ratings. It's important. Yeah. It's important. I like, just let it run and don't look at it. No, I don't blame anyone um, that doesn't want to watch this show. But like with men, it's like, well, OK, if you if you really believe the crap that you parrot to get laid, <laughs> then you need to be watching this show. And you need to be talking about it if you like it. And you need to be telling your male friends to also check it out. Yeah. I agree. And, and it's like, sorry that it sounds like homework, but this is how social change happens. Yeah. Oh, you got me all fired up. <laughs> Anything else to address before we get into this? No, no. I was just saying that. No, I love that. All right. So let's get right into the action. The story is very linear, so there's no yeah, need to take it it's in. It's definitely different. I mean, there's two main threads, which is... Mm-hmm. Janine slash off Warren's life after Warren. Is there life after Warren? (laughs) Do you believe there's life after Warren? I can feel something inside you say you're gonna jump right off that bridge. (laughs) Guys, we're teasing because we're distraught. Okay. Very distraught. We're not trying to make light of a horrible thing that happened on TV, but we're also, we need to laugh. Otherwise, we're gonna die. So we'll get into that. And then the other thread is the return of Action Offred and Action Moira, which is exciting, but also brutal, but also exciting. Uh. Mopey Nick. Mopey Nick seems to be the only Nick now. (laughs) Mopey Nick. Ah, the white whale Mopey Nick. Oh, man. Uh, They say his boxes be filled with his tears. (laughs) (laughs) Call me Max Mingela. (laughs) All right. So do we want to take this from the Jezebel storyline and then go into Janine? You know what? Why don't we do Janine and then Jezebel? Because one of those has a real downer ending. And one of them has an uplifting ending. Good idea. What passes for an uplifting ending on this show? (laughs) Which is like a murder. Great. 
So my first thought on the first scene with Janine, which is like this sort of christening, changing of the mommy guard scene, is I love baby actors and I worry about them. Yes. <laughs> Same. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. And I mentioned this in the last episode, mm. but that breastfeeding a baby dream. Ooh, I think you're, something's happening in you. This is weird because I literally spent my entire weekend talking about how I'm not going to have a baby and I'm so happy. Oh, girl. Right? You're getting a little bit of it. I'm like, ah, oh, gross. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be pregnant. <laughs> we will have a handmaid. Yeah. Oh, you want to be my handmaid? Nope. You're young. <laughs> no. I want all the babies to myself okay, because great. I will own that urge in myself. <sighs> I'll um, just, oh, may I just borrow your baby. That's fine. Okay. Sure. Um, I won't breastfeed them, though. That no, would be creepy. <laughs> Look, Just, I love you, but I do are... not want to cosplay into the forest with you. <laughs> Girl. Oh, my God. So baby actors, I love them because they do so many great movements. For example, baby Charlotte's come. Uh, Angela is doing some real cute things with her feet this episode. I am just ovulating enough to notice that. It also makes me upset when they have to make baby actors cry. And I know certainly during the bridge scene, there is a lot of like canned baby sounds because they're so like, they have like the Wilhelm scream of like baby noises in there at a couple times. But I know that that baby is crying through some of the scenes. So it makes me upset that somebody had to like jostle the baby or like and, pinch the baby or yeah. that somebody would be like hey see this cute new baby i have she could make some money like <laughs> that bothers me Look, too but it bothers me too but also we need babies for entertainment so I it's know. like what are you gonna do look at least this baby had a really healthy bmi it's true i hate it when i see babies that are starving themselves oh just to be on tv i know it's terrible the baby standards in today's world mm-hmm. are just like appalling they're impossible to achieve horrible <laughs> hashtag feed your baby <laughs> you wouldn't think we'd have to tell you that but just do it just feed the baby so also during this ceremony we get a couple of i think pointed looks between warren and janine and before we had speculated that maybe janine had made up this affair mm-hmm. with her commander but it also comes- warren is a real weenie Ugh. we have not seen him up until this point no. and he is uh, just an l7 <laughs> From top to bottom. He is not cute. Yep. He's got his Angela from the office looking wife. It is not. Oh my God. Get out of there. Angela from the office would make such a good wife. She would be such a good wife. (laughs) The very best of luck to you, Warren. (laughs) Oh man. Thinking of Dwight and Angela having a hand. Uh, (laughs) So weird. uh, Oh boy. Ah. Oh, boy. Assistant to the regional handmaid. (laughs) We're done. So it's kind of interesting that the show comes down hard on the idea that, no, they did have a quote unquote affair with Warren. Yeah. Which is interesting because I think we're meant to think like if Janine is so deluded that Warren is going to come rescue her. June is also deluded to think that Luke will come get her. Oh, I don't get that at all. Oh, okay. I mean, Luke loves her. Right. And that's like a legit non-made-up situation. Right. From before. That's fair. I'm just I mean, saying. I think I, we're meant I to think compare. I think June has a realistic view of what could or could not happen. Yeah. Whereas Janine, you know, Janine is unstable. That's fair. And also, this guy does not love her. Ugh. Ugh. I don't think this guy loves his own wife. Like, I don't think this guy... 
Bad guy. Uh, Bad guy. Not a fan. Oh, man. And then I I think what breaks my heart about this whole episode is the way that everybody takes care of Janine in a different way. Like, the Aunt Lydia's relationship with Janine is maybe my favorite dynamic in this show. Just because, obviously, she's abusive. And like you said, this Mm -hmm. is meant to show that, like, abuse is not 24-7. Abusers seem kind to you yeah in terms of the emotional abuse but the way that aunt lydia constantly is trying to comfort janine and trying to calm her down and and treat her nicely is Mm -hmm. so interesting and sinister to watch unfolding also like aunt lydia is everywhere in this show and i understand that she's the main aunt but i I want to see like the hogan's heroes (laughs) like comedy spinoff of like the 'er ne'er-do-well aunts who just like aren't as good at their jobs you mean the anti-heroes yeah <laughs> yes, I want this to happen. <laughs> then the next scene that's germane to this topic is it has the wives. So it has Angela from the office and Serena Joy pushing pushing actual baby Angela in the Yeah, we shouldn't street. keep calling her that okay. because it's too confusing because there's also a baby right. named Angela. Okay. <laughs> and then someone comes up to them, an Akano wife. And I just got to say... Was it an Akano wife? Yeah. What's the deal with Akano wife? I thought it was a uh, Martha. No. She's wearing... If you notice, Martha's wear this like bluish greenish and this woman was wearing gray and we also see her in the bios. All soul scrolls later in the episode also wearing gray and kind of the gray striped. Were they soul scrolls? Yeah. Really? They were outside of soul scrolls. <gasps> what? I said, <laughs> how did I miss that? I don't know. It's not said explicitly. It's more like if you know what you're looking for. Okay, I'll have to go back. So again, it brings up my question: What the heck is the deal with Econo? Well, they're not allowed to touch a baby. Don't touch a baby. Don't also, touch though, a baby. Good rule of thumb: Don't touch other people's babies. Don't touch other people's babies. And also, like we know, people will steal that baby. Oh, girl! Because like I forget who says who's. I think it's Serena, Mrs. Putnam yeah. is like, oh, she just wanted to look, and Serena Joy is like, bitch, everybody's crazy. Yeah. Everybody's crazy out here. So do you want to talk about Econo Wives for a second? Because I have tweeted Margaret Atwood several times asking her to explain what the fuck is up with Econo Wives. she hasn't got back to you? No, I don't know why she hasn't got it back. What a sardonic bee. (laughs) Come on, (laughs) Margaret. Come on. I'm going to make them wait for it. (laughs) I'll leave them wanting more. (laughs) Margaret. And we've heard, we've seen some of you guys talk about this show and about the Econo Wives. As far as I can tell, they're just poor people. Yeah, they're poor people and they have to do The Handmaid, The Wife, and The Martha all in one. Yeah, they're not necessarily They're like the Holy Trinity, but more shittier. But it doesn't make sense to me, like, if they are fertile, why aren't they a handmaid? I don't get it. I need, I need because, because part of what makes Gilead Gilead is believing that the bond between a husband and wife is sacred. Okay. If it's if the marriage state is entered into in the, the appropriate moral framework. Okay. So you So think, okay. I think because these were marriages, like first marriages, nobody was divorced. Oh, okay. They can't go busting up these marriages. So everyone who is a handmaid is either a gender traitor an unmarried woman or a woman on their like second marriage or something. Yeah. Like June. Okay. I buy that. Okay. I want more concrete answers, but I'll wait for it. <laughs> Let's keep talking about Janine. Well, so Janine, so we see like the first thing we oh. see in the whole episode is like all of the handmaids and their two lines going up and lining the sort of the pathway out of Warren's house. Yeah. They're like her color guard. Yeah. So Janine like comes out and you know, everybody's saying praise be and whatnot and she sees june and she gets excited and hugs her and like so janine is doing her janine thing where janine is crazy and she's Mm -hmm. like this is great i'm like 
you know, he's going to come for me. This is going to be awesome. And she gets into the van. It looks like the birthmobile, but maybe it isn't the birthmobile. Like, I don't, it's unclear to me if there's two separate mm-hmm. ones. And we see, like, the handmade emblem. Which is really interesting. It looks a little bit like... Um, the Rebellion. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. You're yes. welcome. From Rogue One. Yeah. Anyway, so she gets in the van and June slash Offred says Aunt Lydia. And it's kind of hard to see like who said it. Like, I'm like, is this deliberate? So Aunt Lydia is like, what? And Offred's like, is she fine? You know, considering. Yeah. And Aunt Lydia's like, yeah, she's great. Whatever. But I like that she says she goes, she's tougher than you think she is. Uh-huh. Like, ooh, that's another moment where she protects her. But like to a bad end yeah because it's like i mean like she is tougher than you think but like not not in a way that's going to end well for her no uh, definitely not so i guess i think the next pertinent scene after that is when she actually arrives to her new house when she's of daniel and i'm like does aunt lydia have like flashcards (laughs) where she's got like okay of warren is now of daniel and okay and (laughs) of of steven is now of kyle (laughs) i'm of kyle with a c Shannon, come on, tell your commander that's a dumb way to spell his name. No one spells Kyle with the Z. Um, he's just special. I don't know what to tell you. It's my birthday, also, so don't contradict me. Also, it's my birthday. He let me change it for my birthday. I just love thinking of the household that's so henpecked by Shannon, just because she has such a strong will. She's, She's like, like the vanguard of the resistance. Uh, so Shannon, do you want to, um, it's a ceremony night tonight. Oh, I don't think so. We're going to Chili's. What? (laughs) It is my birthday week and I would like to go to Chili's instead of the ceremony. So everybody get in the car. We're going to Chili's. I have a gift certificate. Okay. And they just like, they listen to her. (laughs) So we've been eating at Chili's every day since Gilead happened. But on the bright side, we are getting a lot of brownies for free. So just let her do it one more week. I'm sure next week she'll be in the mood. <laughs> and they just like can't tell anybody because it's embarrassing. It's so like, ah, um, of Kyle, Commander Kyle. I see you're at Chili's again. Oh, it's uh, we just we like Chili's. <laughs> it's my birthday. Shut up. <laughs> and he gets home. And he's like, I'm sorry, Shannon. I know that wasn't nice. I was really out of line. It's okay. Just like it's my turn to pick what we watch and they all sit in bed and watch tv oh they always watch the oc it is my favorite show it's my birthday let's get a blooming onion also (laughs) but that's that outback shannon i don't care it is still my birthday anyway oh my god (laughs) damn it now i want chili so she goes to her new house and she's of daniel now and she's very, she's starting to show signs that she's really reticent to go in. Mm-hmm. And Aunt Lydia just kind of uh, pushes her in. Well, and this is like, it's clearly like a nicer house than she was yeah. in before. So Aunt Lydia's like, yeah, because you pumped out a baby, you're like in a nicer house and all this stuff. And they seem super nice and solicitous of her. As nice as you could be when you are systematically raping. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was not sure where they were going with this. Yeah. So we see the scene of her in the bedroom with the wife, presumably after the reading part of the ceremony has finished up and she's getting onto bed with her and she does seem like really kind and mm-hmm. she's like, it's okay. We're we're a team. We're in this together. I'm, yeah. sh- I'm nervous, too. Yeah. She's, like, really trying to get in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, then bad stuff happens. So the commander comes in. Commander, Daniel. Mr. Clean. Um. 
You also said J.K. Simmons. And I was like, you know what? If that's happening, I'm out. I had enough of watching him rape people on Oz. Like, I can't. I can't do this anymore. Man. I won't even go see Whiplash. Oh, man. That's a stress poop of a movie. (laughs) Every time anybody would tell me what Whiplash was about, I'm like, you saw that on purpose? It's good, but it is stressful. (laughs) So he uh, undoes his pants and he starts oh, raping the Janine. the first time I've heard like Jaws music coming when somebody's about to whip their dong out. Yeah. It which was, I think is very appropriate. It was upsetting. Janine Ugh. is making, you know, like before he enters she her, she's like, no. I don't want it. Oh. And it's awful. And it's, it's very hard to pretend that you're doing something godly when someone is protesting uh but they seem fine with it this is where they where i was like oh oh okay never mind they're monsters never mind <laughs> well and they are inter- they maintain eye contact with each other through the whole ceremony which i thought was interesting because we Ugh. don't see that with i don't even do that Fred with and consensual sex. Yeah. <laughs> anyway look janine flips out and tears herself out of the ceremony and goes and you know she starts babbling about he's coming to get me <sighs> and she's in the corner like it looks like she's trying to claw through the floor this is when i started crying. yeah it was very bad oh, just very upsetting the way so much about janine is so childlike even from when they drop her off at the house and she talks to Aunt lydia like she's her mom dropping her off at mm-hmm. summer camp and she says it's so far away oh yeah. god it destroys me i can't I, this show does such a good job of making you feel genuine motivated sympathy for characters that you hated in the book it's absolutely so great janine is such a jerk in the book and of course she has the same horrific stuff happened to her in, uh-huh. her, in the book well but- i think june is a nicer person yeah. in the show yeah she I is agree. everyone is nicer in the show yeah everybody's much nicer in the show everybody in the book is like fuck yeah the 80s were a different time can i just say really quickly that the transition from this scene where she says he's coming for me meaning warren is going to come save her switches so quickly to the commander finishing inside of <laughs> offred we can move on get it get it <laughs> it's a different kind of coming all right margaret atwood <laughs> listen get back to molly about econo wives and we'll stop giving you such a hard time <laughs> can't hear you i'm out of fucks to give oops <laughs> i'm on twitter for me <laughs> she it's so funny she i follow margaret atwood on facebook and she shared on facebook a story that was like is the handmaid's tale tv show too rough for margaret atwood and you could just hear her in her mind going no <laughs> she didn't say anything about it but you could tell she shared it to be like uh-uh <laughs> i'm a tough old bird <laughs> not even sardonic enough for me <laughs> it's okay the last so then we get to this scariest uh janine scene yeah maldol was very upset and i felt very little which was weird really i you know i was upset by it but mainly what i kept thinking was like they don't have the balls to kill this baby they don't i didn't trust them that much i no man look i watch game of thrones bad stuff happens to babies left right and center i know like i was like they don't have the balls and i'm glad that they didn't because again (sighs) from a world building perspective i'm like they need this baby i shit you not i held my breath then entire scene and and this is going a bit into the other sort but like we see serena joy shakes offred awake and is like get dressed and won't tell her why but then they get to the titular bridge <sighs> and there are a half dozen ivans are there and they get there and aunt lydia's there and she says that janine escaped from her new commander's house and found her way back mm-hmm. to the putnams and then we see janine is standing on the bridge with baby charlotte slash angela and the mm-hmm. putnams 
the Putnams are trying to talk her down. And I'm like, don't you have, like, this can't be a completely uncommon situation. Well, How do they not have special, like, you. anti-baby theft, you know, Liam Neeson's for this? At the very least, they should have a net under the bridge like they do in the movie The Bridge about the suicide net that had to be installed underneath the Golden Gate Bridge yeah. for the same reason. So in this society where you can't trust people with pains on their mirrors, like, you would think they would yeah. put a suicide bridge up. Well, but, but again... Or have Lojack on their babies. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Lojack. That's all I'm saying. They've brought off Red because presumably Aunt Lydia has been like, uh, well, the closest thing that Janine has to a friend is this one. And the Putnams are so pissed. They're, uh, for people whose baby is literally dangling off a bridge like Michael Jackson style... <laughs> They shouldn't be so pissy at this other He's like, what is this girl doing here? And Aunt Lydia's like, please be quiet, Holmes. Warren, cut it out. You're not cute and you're not making this any better. (laughs) You're not cute, Warren. Oh, my God. So So, she does. She goes in to try to calm her down. And I was so scared this whole time. Yeah. She goes up to her and... You know, June June is is trying to talk to her about it, and she's saying, "Don't kill yourself. This is all going to be over soon. Things are going to go back to normal, and we'll go out drinking, you and me and Alma." And then this is what got me. This is what finally got me is when Janine goes and Moira. <gasps> and June's like, "Yeah, everybody and whatever you want." And Janine's like, "We'll do karaoke," and she. She almost buys it and then she's like, no. June then changes tack and is like, you have to think about doing what's best for your daughter. Well, because, and because Janine's like, you could come with me. You could jump with me. And like, you see June think about it. Sure. And as somebody who lives with passive suicidal ideation, I was Mm -hmm. like, I've been here. I know. June says, I can't, my daughter, and you have to give your daughter a chance to grow up. So Janine finally relents and gives baby charlotte slash angela to offer slash june because everyone has two names now and then she says bye and jumps off the bridge did you know this was gonna happen no i as i mean i I assumed i assumed that she was and all i thought when she hit the water i was like please be dead please be dead but bad news everybody janine is still not dead well, you're rushing through this very fraught scene, I think. Well, uh, but it's also very uncomfortable to spend time in this scene. Okay. Then I will just say that part that broke me about the scene, as I mentioned before, I love female friendship. It made me sad to think of the reality where they all could have gone dancing mm-hmm. together. Except I was very nervous when she brought up dancing because I thought she would be crazy and like move. And I let out my breath when she handed the baby over. But the producers of this show, one of which is Emos, didn't know that until just now. But the producers of this show knew how uncomfortable I was. And they concluded one last shot of like her holding the baby just ever so slightly above the water. I just... Ugh. Anyway, so okay, we can move on from this. Yeah, scene. actually, I think that was what changed her mind when they were talking about dancing, and she's like, "Who would want to dance with me?" Because of her eye. Yeah, and like, Offred doesn't even give her like she doesn't even like pr- she's not even like no, it's fine because it's not about it's- men. Yeah. Anyway, she's not dead. We Ugh. see a cut to another white hospital with Aunt Lydia, and Janine is still um, unfortunately alive. Jeez, Louise, she lives to breed and suffer another day. And Aunt Lydia says. May God hold you in his mercy, you stupid girl. And it is awful. Oh, it's the worst. Because it's like, just when you're like, oh, Aunt Lydia has empathy. Nope. Nope. No empathy. Never mind. She doesn't have that bone in her body. Take both eyes. Oh, fuck. Horrible. Horrible. But what I think is interesting is this means there's bigger plans for Janine. Maybe in this second season. 
I honestly, think, yeah. I hope not. I hope somebody smothers her with a pillow in the next episode. Well, obviously, <sighs> me too. But I think the showrunners are like, just you wait. <sighs> anyway, all right. So the other sort of coda to this is that we see Serena Joy mm. at the Putnams with mrs putnam who's holding a crying baby angela angela's always crying when she's with her because she well and she doesn't know how to take care of a baby and she's refusing to like acknowledge that she doesn't know how to care for a baby right and as the scene opens warren is being carted away to go to sex addict rehab yeah killed and serena joy's trying to be kind and say oh you know it'll probably be fine and you know hopefully they won't implicate you and mrs putnam like snaps at her and is like uh I didn't even do anything and you better worry about your own husband because we all know what happened with your first handmaid and people don't change and we're like whoa because you carted her off at like 10 a.m. in the morning on a Tuesday in a big in a big van that was marked handmade suicide removal boy Um, but that slap in the face to Serena Joy sends her like she just like goes into Fred's study and she's uh she's she's gonna be up to no good. I'm excited. I can't wait for more Serena Joy, especially when they talk about, I guess, is this an okay time to talk about her conversation with Rita? Yeah, because I feel like it has more to do with this storyline than it does the Jezebel storyline. So Serena Joy is obviously super duper upset about what's going on with the Putnams and their new baby. And so, and she's upset because, well, I think that's mainly why she's... Yeah, I mean, she was upset because she feels, well, okay, because this all gets revealed in the scene. Right. So she is rummaging around in the kitchen for something and Rita comes the in rose. yeah and Rita comes in and she's like uh oh I thought the commander wanted something to eat so she kind of blows the commander's cover a little bit and Serena Joy's like he's in his study and Rita's like if you say so but Serena Joy's like oh I was looking for rose I was looking for chamomile and Rita like I love the actress who plays Rita mm-hmm. like she's sarcastic mm-hmm. like in her movement mm-hmm. like she picks up like the metal tea canister and it's it like it might as well be mean- marked you mean here. this that's right here and not under the sink <laughs> not in the rosé drawer so she goes to boil some water and then she's like maybe you'd like something a little more flavorful yeah to to heal the soul yeah she so she pulls out a bottle of scotch and i'm not like maybe rose. that's what i hate about this dystopia is that like everybody's drinking brown liquor don't like it no i'm like there's this so many other wood. liquors out here yeah like quit wasting your lives Ugh. on scotch god it's not good it's not cute not cute not cute so they share a drink together which is very cute and they talk about something that i was feeling too about how mrs putnam always complains about angela crying and they're saying like imagine complaining about such a miracle Mm -hmm. and it is a miracle there's like no babies there's no baby to have one even one that is you know baby like and crying (laughs) is still a blessing you know yeah and so they agree about that and then it's revealed that rita had a son and he died at 19 in the war yeah serena joy makes some noise about his sacrifice and you know blessed are those who mourn but i'm like are you sure he was fighting on the 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 right side because i'm not girl me neither like i'm pretty sure he was in the opposition also good on Rita. She doesn't look old enough to have a 19 to have had a 19 year old son. Mm-hmm. So good for her. 
Oh, oh, I want to step back just a tiny bit to kind of close this this discussion of Serena Joy and how she relates to this topic. She's I know why she's upset. She's shown in an earlier scene looking at baby clothes. And right. I think you're supposed to get that maybe those are her baby clothes that she got for her visit to her mother's well, house. Well, we also see she's sewing. So, like, she was, like, sewing a blanket. I mean, you know, she's essentially making a hope chest uh, for a baby. Okay, moment of truth. Did you ever have a hope chest? No. Are you sure? Yeah. You were raised super Christian and you didn't have a hope chest? No, we didn't believe in the womanly arts. Oh, you didn't have a trousseau? We weren't Protestants. You have a trousseau? No, I did not have a trousseau. No trousseau? A friend of mine did. Oh, okay. But she was Baptist. I had one. Okay, Uh, good for you. But it was mostly, it was my hope chest for my like single life. So it didn't have any baby stuff. It just had a lot of lot of nerdy cutler cutlery and that's what i counted i shit you not that's all it had um and it's i've used it so so did you did you make it like was this something your parents encouraged you to know my best friend taylor read a lot of like old homie books about like christian ladies neither of us were christian but we're like that sounds quaint as fuck and we want to <laughs> we want to we just had fantasies of having a house so without even thinking about babies or marriage or anything we we're like what would we put in our sick ass house <laughs> <laughs> and so we made like very like feminine like girl living by themselves hope chests and uh, i mean honestly we both put them to good use that would have been like really healthy for me because then yeah. maybe i would have been like oh i don't need to be in a relationship yeah we didn't look at it in that kind of context yeah <laughs> That sounds great. It was awesome. <laughs> um, I recommend it. So, okay. So that ties up that thread, do you feel like? Yeah. All right. Let's get on to Jezebel's part de still Jezebeling, now owned by Kinja. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not accurate. It could be. You don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know what happened I in Gilead. They probably did keep Kinja because I hate Kinja. So let's get into Jezebel's. At the changing of the mommy guard, uh, Offred says to Alma, the new Offglen, that she would like to help with the resistance. Well, she's and a- not the new Offglen. Oh, she's not? No, the new Offglen is Offglen. Ah, uh, you're right. I'm sorry. Alma's just, Alma's just the new face of the resistance. I don't know why those two actresses look similar to me. I apologize. They have kind of round cheeks. Anyway, so she says to her, she tries to get her to talk about joining Mayday and she's like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Also, fucking stop talking to people in crowded spaces. Look what happened to the lax woman. Yeah. You did that too. <laughs> Come on, Alfred. Be cool. She can't. She can't. She physically cannot be cool. So then finally, they go to Soul Scrolls, which in the book is a place where wives send handmaids to buy kind of... Um, like prayers. It's like yeah. indulgences That's almost. That's what I was thinking yeah. of, indulgences. But it's not said specifically in this show. That's what I think it is. And when they're there, she takes her aside and she's like, okay, here's how you can help. You need to go back to Jezebel's. And Today. Uh, tonight <laughs> and offred is like what couldn't i just change my profile picture or like wear a safe she's pin sweet handmade yeah <laughs> <laughs> and she says no you gotta actually do something and she's like oh man being a spy is hard <laughs> <laughs> they know that she's been to jezebel's once and they want her to go back again and, and she's talk. like how do you know that and almost like don't even worry about it it's like stop asking <laughs> you know how they know it just assume they know everything so that's she, what a real spy does knows everything jeez so you go back to jezebel's and talk to rachel at the bar and get a package so this is very exciting when this you know i was like oh, okay but i was like okay we'll probably get more moira yeah so she goes to she's waiting outside the commander's study mm-hmm. and he's like what are you doing here you need <laughs> to be in your room you know look at the camp schedule <laughs> But she's like, oh, I just like wanted to like tell you something. But like, whatever, you're right. I should go. But he's like, no, no, no. Let me just flip the no girls allowed sign. <laughs> Come on in. It's okay now. 
So she does the very smart thing of like convincing him that it's his idea to take her back. To yeah, because Jezebel's. she's like, oh, my God, I loved it. It was so great. I want to go back. And, you know, and he's like, oh, well, let's go today. And I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, I can't believe how effective this was. Me neither. It, it just shows a w- woman of cunning can get anything she wants. And mm-hmm. by the way, if you're enjoying scheming Emos in this, I would recommend you check out one of the other movies she's in called The One I Love. I was trying to watch that the other day and it wasn't available streaming anywhere. So I didn't watch it. Yeah. Okay. Well, see if you can find it somewhere because she is great and scheming. Okay, great. I've heard wonderful things about it. So then he takes her again. Yeah. You know, I was disappointed because I was like, maybe she can just be like, hey, Nick, when I have date night, (laughs) (laughs) when I go back to Jezebel's and have date night. Well, you know what I was actually kind of thinking is I wonder if the bigger plan isn't to get Nick back to Jezebel's. Hmm. That's just something to think on. We don't really have any concrete reason to believe that, but I was just thinking about that. I mean, presumably, can't he just go any time? I guess I don't not, because so. then why would he have... Anyway. Anyway. It's like how Lyft drivers can't go to the airport. Sometimes they have to have that special thing. But- <laughs> um, anyway, so what's gross about this is that she gets dressed up again and goes into the car and to go to Jezebel's again. And we get this idea that like masculinity is no good unless you can rub it in the face of another man. Like it's yeah. very like silverback gorilla-y mm-hmm. in that way. So he's constantly like, Nick, you're no fun. Nick, isn't she pretty? And, and Offred is like, Nick just needs to chill out. And this made me laugh so hard. Ooh, and we get joseph be like, yeah nick just chill out and i'm like oh my god this is so fun you can tell he's such the kind of guy that's like did i say it right am i on fleek <laughs> <laughs> yeah you are <laughs> and nick nick continues to be mopey nick mopey nick mopey nick is back. <laughs> he is just glowering and you know they get there and they get in the the freight elevator and then they get out and nick's like by the way this is like super last minute so like maybe you should like be careful commander waterford's like hey i know what i'm doing nick yeah you're always looking out for me and i'm just like Ugh. i know and she keeps trying to get him back to the bar but he's like no i want to go to pound town first Ugh. Ugh. You've ruined Pound Town for me now, Molly. <laughs> okay, who was using Pound Town in a positive, fun way? Raise your hand. Not I, me. I might have been considering it. Please. It's Bone Zone or nothing. <laughs> oh, I'm never going to have sex again. <laughs> oh, boy. Or I'd be like, so you want to come back to my place? No, thank you. I've watched The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> That's why dudes don't want to watch it. <laughs> They're like, will this ruin sex for me? Probably. <laughs> Welcome to being a woman. <laughs> like mid thrust. Is this problematic? <laughs> yeah. Should I be here? <laughs> they are having sex and she kind of reminds herself midway through shit, I gotta do my having sex face. Yeah, which- because she's making ceremony face <laughs> and she needs to be making porn star face. Yeah, which she realizes, which who else has been there when you're thinking about something else? Yeah, I'm like, like, oh shit. Grocery list, gross. Oh, 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 you're yeah. still here. Okay. <laughs> also, you know, the commander is one of those gross guys. It's like, whose pussy is this? And you're like, here's, it's your pussy. Listen, fucking problematic fave. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. That's why you and I don't have sex. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We both own our own pussies. <laughs> Whose pussy is this? Mine, but I let you use it sometimes. <laughs> Actually, I have autonomy over my own body, so <laughs> that's when he turns me over. Um <laughs> Anyway, 
when they're done having sex, she keeps trying to like, eh, eh, time to go to the bar, huh? And he's like, I know why you want to go there. And she's like, to, to, to get an apple team? <laughs> and he's like, no, to chat with someone. Here she is. <gasps> It's Moira! And it turns out, he goes, I'm not dumb, which is a surprise to all of us. <laughs> <laughs> so he realized she not only snuck out during their first time here, but she went to see a specific person and he found that person. Oh my Who God. he knows as Ruby. So Ugh. he he thinks they're going to have a threesome. Gross. And offers like, not that kind of friend. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's it very down. Peggy Olsen the way that she says it too. She's like, ugh. <laughs> I love Peggy. <laughs> so he's like, uh, listen, I'm going to go shower you talk about whatever the fuck you want to talk about this made me worried too because if he's already watching her when she doesn't think he is how much you want to bet homeboy turned the shower on and then is like listening with a cup oh yeah I i'm don't so trust trusting him. i was like okay <laughs> this all checks out at face value oh my god no he's totally listening i'm so scared they start talking and like more when moira's brought in she's horrified because she thinks it's just going to be a standard you know and it it's also made clear that he's fucked her before and so they're talking basically june gives moira this suck it the fuck up talk oh. that moira gave june back in the day yeah. and she's like you promised you that fucking- we would save hannah we the two of us you fucking pinky swear yeah destroyed me you know it doesn't seem to go well because June actually says, don't let them grind you down, mm-hmm. as in Nolite. Yeah. And Moira's like, I was doing fine until I saw you again. And then she leaves. It's also like uh, Fred always has this kind of privilege of she's in the front lines and she's like being taken care of. Whereas Moira is in this other world where rules don't apply. So it also could be more horrific than yeah. being a, a handmaid so she's she's showing her privilege a little and she's like saying like oh don't lose hope it's okay and it's like bitch i already tried to escape yeah i you get raped once a month maybe i get raped, I get raped every raped day every day it's horrifying so i don't blame moira for getting disheartened but i am happy to see action moira come back yes and we get another scene of nick down in the kitchen with my favorite martha <laughs> which would be another great web series martha stewart <laughs> <laughs> she is because she's real good at cooking she is <laughs> so he's sitting there being mopey nick looking at his plate of pasta and she's like what's wrong with it it's the best car Carbonara you're ever going to eat. And then he's like, do you know somebody at the bar? Are they like, expect- oh, like a handmaid for Commander Waterford? And she's like, oh, you're sweet on her. And I'm like, nobody says that. <laughs> but anyway, so she figures out the source of Mopey Nick. And... <laughs> And Uh, she's like the great white woman. (laughs) Oh, the great white pussy. So she's like, listen, dude, don't catch feelings. You're being real stupid. And Mm. he's like, oh, this is really good pasta to change the subject. Which is a great segue Mm -hmm. to any conversation. Oh, agreed. Agreed. So, yeah. So he kind of gets over it. And oh, man, when Moira leaves the room, she can't contain her tears. And I'm just like, oh, June. There's no crying in handmaids. No, and we find out very in very short order because Commander Waterford comes out of the shower and he's like, pull yourself together. And it's like, ooh, I don't, don't like ruin it. his fantasy. I don't like it. I'm scared. I don't like it. I'm scared. <laughs> so they head back out and they get back with apparently no incident. Yeah, it made me nervous. I know, because I was like, oh, Serena Joy is going to find out. Did you get the impression that Serena Joy is maybe a little drunk in this last scene that we see her in? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I like that. I want to see more of that. She's like waiting on top of the stairs. She's like, it's late. He's like, yeah, go to bed. 
I'm yeah. a man. Come on. <laughs> no girls allowed. Bye. <laughs> Me and the guys were just getting some night disc golf in, honey. <laughs> <laughs> disc golf. The sport of commanders. The sons of Jacob. Fight me on this. The sons of Jacob versus the Mark of Cain. Actually, now that I think of it, friend of the show, Allison Mick, did play disc golf. Okay, she's the only non-douchebag to play disc golf ever. I think she would identify as a douchebag at that point in her life. Mm. Possibly. That's another podcast. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which of our friends were douchebags? (laughs) Probably most of them. I was. I was definitely a douchebag. I think I'm still a douchebag. I'm trying to be less of a douche well look we can only do so much at a time (laughs) it's true but you know who was doing something moira yes she slips the meat she slipped the package in the meat that off fred goes to pick up so offred goes to all flesh presumably while we're name checking stores that don't actually get name checked sure and she gives you know her coupon and the guy's like oh i've got a really nice cut of meat i've been saving from commander waterford and i'm like did you say this to every handmaid <laughs> that's a lot of commanders to remember oh my god <laughs> but uh offered's just sort of like days because this is all post janine having tried to kill herself and there's no indication that offered has any idea whether she lived or not oh. so he gives her this package as well as the meat and kind of like winks at her atwood style and then we see and he goes nice to meet you (laughs) get it maybe we can meet up later (laughs) so she rounds a corner and like looks at there's a note in the package that says praised okay from where and then we kind of see a flashback of her in the bathroom and this guy's like ruby and she's like and she's very like pouring on like this like weird southern thing she's like i'll be there in a minute sugar but then we cut to the side and she has done her toilet trick and she gets it and then the next shot we see is her getting into one of the vans outside blood-stained hands in his clothes yeah driving away oh, i'm so excited i'm so juiced on this yeah I'm so excited. so action where is back action offred's kind of back but let's be real action offred not as effective as action no Moira. no 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 who boy and so we get a little bit of a happy ending and there's a song playing. We don't know what it is because uh, for whatever reason, our version of the show doesn't allow the close captioning. So let us know what that song was and what the significance is. And we'll talk about it in our last show episode next week. Oh, my God. The ultimate episode. The ultimate. <laughs> Wait, can I? I have to go back and say one last point about my friend Serena Joy. Yes. In the scene where she's talking, the final scene where she's talking to Mrs. Putnam, she's wearing a slight variation on the wife uniform, which has a bow that ties at the neck, which we know from melania trump is called a pussy bow (gasps) do you remember that discussion i do remember that discussion so i think that's on purpose anyway that's all i have to say about that um okay (laughs) thank you forrest (laughs) so this is the last episode before the last episode are you excited i'm so excited i'm like i have no idea what's gonna happen we talk about a little bit if you guys want to go back if you feel more comfortable now we do have a super duper spoilery episode where we talk about what we think the next season is gonna entail and what we think how this this season ends but I gotta tell you, I think we were way off. Yeah, I think we're off in, in some parts too. But also, a lot of what's happened in the book has already happened. Yeah, so we may, so we may I, delve into more new territory. So it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. So listen to that recap if you want. Know that we recorded it several weeks ago, so it doesn't track as well as it could. But, you know, if you, I'm excited. I'm, I'm also excited. excited. All right, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Kelly is at the Fatling. Molly's at Serious Molly. And Nolite, Tape, Astardes, Carborundorum, Dunham, 
Da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum-da-dum